Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Thank you for meeting us here today, Father. And we'll give you all the glory and honor. In your name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Axios Church, put your hands together. Amen, amen. As you are seated, say hi to the person to your left and to your right. If you came with the person to your right, say hi to the person to your left. You're going to see that person at lunch in a minute. Welcome, everybody, to church this morning. Listen, are you excited? But we're in church. We get excited around here. Listen, I'm so honored you had joined us here this morning. You could have been in any other place, but you decided to be here with us this morning. I believe God has divine encounters each and every day for us. And you are not here on accident. You are here on purpose. And Axios Church, let's give it up for all the, vol- uh, the volunteers and all the guests that are here. Amen, amen, amen. Before we start our, our, um, our sermon series, we've been doing a sermon series called CORE. I want to be, uh, remind us, we are in our legacy season. Our legacy, what is legacy? A legacy is a one year, of, a once a year, a sacrificial offering that we do as a church. Listen, last year's legacy offering got us into this building. We've been in this building about to be a year next month. And come on, God is good. God is good. And for those that are started uh, that are new to our church, we started two years ago in the middle of a pandemic. Didn't have no backing. We just had faith and trust to God. And we're here. We're here. And um, God has done amazing things. But every year we do an, a sacrificial offering to go, coming together as a church. And um, if you want more information about that, you can get this at our connection um, uh, connection center in the back next to the green wall. It gives you all the information and some of the money that we are trying to raise because we believe that God not only wants to touch this community, but God wants to give us a permanent home as we move forward in our church. God is going to grow this place, not only for us to be big, for us to reach generations and generations and generations. A legacy is leaving something outlast you. That's what we're doing with our legacy offering. It's for our kids and our kids' kids because we believe Axios Church is going to be here forever. And we believe that we're going to populate heaven. And this is a way we get to do that. So if you want to be part of our legacy offering, you can do that. Pick up one of those in our connection area. If you already have committed um, um, to do the legacy, I just reminded you, hey, Here's your reminder, okay? Here's your reminder to get everything in. Um, October 16th is our Legacy Sunday. That's when all the offering is going to be taken, and we're going to have a celebration that day because God is going to do miracles after miracle after miracle in this place. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus one more time. Today is a good day. Today is a good day for a miracle. Who needs a miracle today? Today's a good day for reconciliation, for hope, for faith and love. We honor your presence today. And we say, if this is your first time in this place, welcome home. Welcome home. Where you been? Where you been? Where you been? A couple weeks ago, we started a series called Core. And we believe that a life built on values and mission is a life that will be sustainable. Sometimes in this culture, in this generation, in in the world we live in, if you don't have something to live for, the culture is going to tell you what to live for. And you're going to be all over the place. Your mind's going to be all over the place. Why do you think anxiety is all over, uh, uh, up in our generation? Why do you think depression is up? Because if we are not living for something, you're going to be living a bland life. 
because the world and society and news and social media is throwing information at us. But if you don't know how to handle the information, the information will become your identity. We have to understand that life done on mission and life done on values is a sustainable life. And we challenge each other this month to write down your personal mission for your life your personal mission for your life. Write down your personal core values for your life because if we don't have something to go after, see what a core value does, what a mission does for your life, being intentional in literally writing a mission for my life, you know what it does? It keeps you accountable to complete it. We don't like accountability anymore, but accountability is what makes us grow. I hate working out. You can tell. But we got our fitness journey starts on Monday, right? There's a Monday every week, right? There's a Monday every week. But why do people don't like personal trainers? They keep you accountable. They're like, why you, what are you eating? Why are you working out? Because we don't like accountability. But the reality is accountability only gets us to grow. And that's what a mission and a value does. And the Bible clearly says it here in Habakkuk chapter two, verse two and three says, and the Lord answered me, write the vision and make it plain on tablets so that may, who may run with it and will read it. For still vision awaits an appointed time. It has not to the end and it will not lie. If it seems slow, what it says, wait for it for it will surely come and it will not delay. It is time for us to stop living life on chance. Stop living life on chance. Oh, it might happen. Oh, if I, if I get to this person, if I get in that relationship, but living life on chance is gonna leave you very empty. But when you live life on mission and you live life on values, it's a life that is fulfilled in God's purpose. So who's been doing the challenge? Who's been writing down their things? Nobody? It's good. But if not, we have some in the uh, seat back. If you don't have one, we'll get you one at the end of service. But there's a card that says core. And this uh, a challenge for us to just look at that, to examine our life, and write our core values and our mission. And hopefully next week we can get some people that want to present that um, to, to tell us what their core values. You know why? Because we'll keep you accountable. Amen, right? That's what the church is all about. Amen. So we're going to go to different values. So as we are learning about our personal values and our personal mission in our life, we want to explore the mission and the values that God has given us here as a church. Because here at Axios, we're living, we're living life on mission and we're living life on values. We believe that church is good. We believe that every church here in Lakeland is good. We are not in competition with each other. We are not in competition. I'm, I'm all about, if you go to church, I'm your fan. See, the enemy wants us as in the, the body of Christ to be in competition with each other. But the reality is, Axios' flavor is different than other churches, and that's okay. At least find somewhere that you can get in the body of Christ together and community each other. We believe in the body of Christ, but here at Axios, we believe that God has given us divine core values and a mission for us to move forward in our life and as we reach this community. And the first mission that we're going to be talking about, or the first core value that we're going to be talking about in the next, uh, in the next few minutes is this. Uh, the first value is this. Generosity is our default. Generosity is our default. Who's ever watched Toy Story before? Who likes Toy Story, right? 
There was, I think, Toy Story 3. I don't know how many Toy Stories there are. Uh, I think there's four, right? I think in Toy Story 3, um, they, they were at a toy aisle, and Buzz w- just uh, went in there and saw all these Buzz Lightyears. Everybody, everybody know this? And then there was this one Buzz Lightyear. Two, okay, two. My fault, okay? Jeez. I, I'm just guessing, all right? Get it right. That's like, cool. hey, you're living on value. Give it up for you guys, all right? Amen. So it's Toy Story 2. So Buzz is going through this aisle, and then he finds this other Buzz, and he was, uh, and, and there was a factory reset on it, right? And then he turned and started talking Spanish. He turned Puerto Rican real quick, okay? All right? And, um, but the reality is, when, when our kids get a toy, there's a default button to it. It, 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 it takes it to a place where, you know, when, it's at, when you're shopping, you can press the button and it's default to what it is. But then you turn it on and it becomes different when you take the default setting off it. See, here at Axios Church, our default to everything we do is generosity. Like, you take us out of the box, we're generous. Like, we're, that's just who we are. That's who we're going to be. Our default to everything we do is on generosity. It, we, we don't need your backstory. We just want to be generous. Why? Because we serve a generous God. We serve a God that is full of generosity. We serve a giving God. How do we know? In John chapter 3, verse 16, we know this. If you've been in church for three seconds, you know John 3, 16, okay? Is this, for God so loved the world that he what? He gave his only son. That whosoever believes and should not perish but have eternal life. But he didn't have to give. But he gave freely for us. We serve a giving God. We look through the Gospels and after the Gospels, and he, he gave generous his life to people. He gave his time to people, even when people didn't deserve it. Look at the disciples alone. These were a bunch of misfits, crazy people. I would not pick them. But what, what was he? He was generous even with his words. Do you understand generosity doesn't only have to deal with money? There's a concept of generosity that has to do with finances, but there's also different areas of generosity as well. As well. But here's the thing. Generosity in our natural form as humans is not our default. We're not naturally generous people. I mean, it's, 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 just, it's not that you're bad. It's just I like what I have. And the reality is generosity has to be intentional. You have to wake up each and every day and say, I'm going to live a generous life. Because naturally, when that person comes to you in your workplace a little twisted, you're not like, hey, I want to be generous to you. In my words, in my actions, in my fist. No, we don't. Because we're not... Because sin, sin gets there and doesn't make us want to be generous. That's why each and every day, if you're living on value, we have to know that generosity doesn't come natural. But when generosity is intentionally made in your life, miracles can happen in your life. 
You open your eyes. When you live a generous life, you open your eyes to the people that are hurting, that need Jesus. You don't live uh, life um, with your eyes closed. You live your life with eyes open to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ because we serve a generous God. Generosity is, is, is not all about money either. How about generosity is you can be generous in your love. Generous in your love, generous in your time, generous in your service. How about generous in your kindness? Are you being kind just because you have to be kind? Or are you being kind because you need to be kind? Because that's what we're supposed to be. How about generosity in your respect? All you teenagers, not young adults, you're... Uh, yeah, you need respect too. Young adults and teenagers, how are we respecting our parents? L let me tell you, I used to be a youth pastor for 12 years, so I'm going to be a youth pastor real fast, okay? Teenagers, young adults, the Bible has a, a promise for you. I mean, it's straight for you. It says young people. It says this, honor your mother and your father, and there's a promise attached to it. He doesn't stop there. Just listen to me. I'm going to help you out, okay? It says, honor your father and mother for your life to be long. I'm just going to leave that there, let it soak. How are you honoring? How are you being generous to your parents? When they ask you to take the trash out, are you like, oh, yes? Because I do the same thing with my wife, all right? Is intentional, though. It's, it's not something, hey, if you don't do it, like you're a horrible person. But guess what? Just try it. Just try to be, a, and I promise you, your life will be a lot easier in your household. Amen, parents? Amen. How about generosity in, our, in, in how we honor each other? It's thinking, generosity does it. It's thinking more than my feelings and being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. When you live life on feelings, you live an unstable life. An unstable life. It's God's kingdom I'm building, not mine. So I will live generous. What does generosity do to you? I love this. Generosity kills complacency. Generosity kills selfishness. Generosity also builds you credibility. What do you mean by that? If you're nice to somebody in your workplace, and you, and you need something at one point, and you go to them, they're probably more prone to receive you than you being a jerk. Because you're, you're, you're being generous, not for what you receive. You're being generous because you're a kind person. What does the Bible say about this? In Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it says, In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, you must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord God of the Lord Jesus, how himself, it was more blessed to give than it was to what? Receive. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse six says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. I mean, I didn't say it, the Bible did. So now, now let's talk about finances as well, real fast, okay? And this is where the people are like, okay, I'm out. 
The church is talking about money, okay? We all need to talk about this thing because if we're not generous with our finances, our finances has us. And most of the, uh, there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible that talks about money. Why? Because God knew that money was going to have a hold of us. And the root of all evil is what? Money. But the Bible throws that into, and then he says, generosity. See, generosity has been thrown out there and has been abused. I'm not going to lie. It has been abused. But just because it's been abused doesn't mean that you can't do it. It, it, it. You know, in the middle of everything, we can't let we can't let our eyes be on people because people aren't God. People do fail us. And just because some things in the church, people messed with money and stuff like that doesn't mean that the principle of finances and us giving generously, it does not still wrapped around Jesus Christ. People hurt, not God. And what does the Bible say about our finances and the generosity of our heart? In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, it says this, Each one of us must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. But God loves what? A cheerful giver. Because it's attached to this, Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. For wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. When we give financially with a generous heart, it strips us away from the love of money. And some of us are so focused on the dollar, we can't even see the promises of God. And we think the promises of God is green in a dollar bill, but the promises of God sometimes is with you having self-control. I'm just, it's just too much just too much because we, we, we're so wrapped up in the dollar, which I get it. This life is crazy. Gas is crazy. The, everything is crazy. But the, if you are so focused on getting the next dollar, where, else, where is your focus always going to be? And then when the prices raise again, you're depressed because you're broke. Because if you put your identity in something that is sometimes even worthless. But when you put your identity in Christ and follow his principles, man, it, the, the resources, they come. They come. Because when you put, what? let me ask you this, what is the center of your life? Because if Jesus is the center, what does it say in the word of God? Seek first the kingdom of God and then all things will be added unto you. He got your back. He says, never leave you nor forsake you. So our job is to be intentional in generosity through, through other areas and also through our finances. John Wesley, he's a, a clergyman. Of, uh, he was one of the founders of the Methodist movement um, as the Church of England was, was being birthed in England. He said this quote, and I, I like this quote, said, do all good you can by all means you can in all ways you can, in all places you can, at all times you can, at all the people you can, as long as ever you can. He says, in every aspect, where you go, where you speak, where you are, in every aspect, be generous. That means some of us need to be generous with our family members that we don't like. Some of us need to be generous with 
our kids sometimes. Sometimes we're the worst people to speak to our kids. And we're like, God, you have a great future for them, but we're crushing him with our words. Husbands, wives, are you generous with your, even your compliments to your spouse? Oh, but we've been married 34 years. Guess what? So be nice to each other because we live generous in our life because generosity is our default. We operate generosity because Jesus was generous. Our second core value is this. Serving is our privilege. Serving is our privilege. What is the definition of privilege? A right or immunity granted as a peculiar benefit, advantage, and favor. Can I say it like this? When you serve God's kingdom, there is a benefit, an advantage, and a favor over your life. The, 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 the definition of privilege means benefit, advantage, and favor. So when you serve a king, the kingdom of God, there is favor over your life. There is benefits over your life because you're serving God's kingdom. We don't talk about this a lot. Because here's the reality. Can I, just, can I just be honest with you for a little bit? There is something in our culture right now when it comes to the church and service. Because it has been abused in certain areas. But again, people hurt people, not God. And there's been this culture around the church right now that I'm not going to serve the church because they've taken advantage of me. I get it. When you're trying to build something big, you need people. You, we, can't just, we can't just show up at church and there's no people. That's not a church. But you have to understand the mission. God came to serve people. To build his kingdom, you need people. And people hurt people. It's like an equation that is about to blow up real quick. <laughs> We're trying to build something that is greater than us, his kingdom, and we need you, but sometimes we mess up each other. But this is what we need to put our focus in. Are you putting your focus on the people or what you're serving? Think about it. Because when you put, your, you put your focus on the people then you start serving the people, and then when they hurt you, you leave the church. But when you put your mindset on who I'm really serving, which is God, people can come hurt me, but it doesn't matter what our, our thing has to do. I'm not serving you. I'm serving him. See, we have a thing in, the, in our culture is our focus is on the wrong things. But when we have a focus on I'm serving God through my talents, I'm serving God through my abilities that he's already granted to me. My focus is on him. I'm building his kingdom. Whatever comes around me, yeah, it might hurt at times, but it doesn't, it doesn't sway my focus, which is him. See, service, it leads us to benefits and advantages in our life because we're serving God's kingdom. And if you don't believe me, this is what the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24 says, whatever you do, 
work heartily as, as for the what? The Lord and not man. Knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Jesus. I can stop right there. I mean, that's just what I'm, I'm trying to express to you, like in just a cool way. <laughs> the Bible clearly says, serve the, serve the kingdom of God wholeheartedly. I mean, let's do this thing. There's people out there that needs Jesus. And it's going to take time. It's going to take resources. It's going to take energy. It's going to take your time. It's gonna, but when you do it unto him, man, it's such a greater, better thing to do. It's such a better way to serve. It's such a better way to know that I am aligned to his will in my life. I don't do it for people. I do it for God. But as I do it for God, I bless people. As I do it for God, he gives me opportunities to bless his people. That's the exchange. When my focus is him, he uses me as his vessel to bless his hurting people. See, there's too many people that are so heavenly minded that they're earthly no good. They're like in heaven already, the rapture already happened, but then God still has them on the earth. You know what I'm talking about? We know those people. To be heavenly minded, you, you have to be there because we are, this, we are passing through. We're heaven bound. Amen. They're, aren't you glad that, that one day we'll see Jesus face to face in the cloud? Like he, we're going to heaven but he still has you here. So while you're here, you need to be his ambassador to the world, his disciple to the world. So while we are passing through, let's make sure that we're effective here. And the way that we do that is serve his kingdom, serve his kingdom. You know, see, uh, Beth Moore, he's, she's a writer um, that, that I mean, a well-known writer says like this, trying to obey and serve God before you've learned to love him is exhausting. Uh, trying to obey and serve God before you learn to love him is exhausting. We got too many people exhausted serving the church and serving the kingdom because they've never really truly loved God. When you fall in love with God, like things change. Well, we have too many people that are falling in love with the pastor, falling in love with their leader, falling in love with the church. And God doesn't say to fall in love with the church. He said, fall in love with me. When you fall in love with God, the minute things in the world, it just fades away. It just it doesn't matter. Because when we fall in love with him, the obedience I have to live by and the servants I have to operate in is just, man, it just, it just happens. Because it's coming out of a form of love towards him, not an obligation to people. It, it, that's what it is. I'm just trying to teach you some things today because I'm trying to break some molds and break some mindset that, that, the gener that this generation and this culture is trying to put in, in your mind. That serving the church and serving God is a bad thing. It is not. It is a healthy thing for your life because it's, get, it's doing something Past yourself. When you serve a, a kid in kids ministry, let me let me just sit here for a little bit. When you serve a kid in kids ministry, you are helping that kid in their progression in their life get closer to God. You're not, but this is what this is what 
people want you to know. You're going in there and join to deal with some crazy kids. They're going to scream at you. And you might have to change a diaper or two. Nobody likes that. I'm just going to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm out. But when you have a mindset change, you're like, I'm, I'm a part of this kid's growth from the beginning. See how it's different? Oh, I don't like getting out in the parking lot and, and in the hot sweat in Florida and everything, but you go to the beach. I mean, but um, I don't like going out there and welcoming people to come in here, but okay, it's hot, yeah. It rains sometimes, and, and there's crazy people out there. Change your mind. Man, I get the opportunity to be the first face someone sees that is already uncomfortable from coming to church, they get to see my face and automatically right now, God can work through their life. It's a mindset change. When it becomes a daunting thing, it will be a daunting thing. But when you have a mindset that's like, I don't have to do this, I get to do this. It changes your mindset that I'm not building my kingdom. Oh, I have to wake up at 8 o'clock? Who cares? Wake up. Why? Because I'm not building my kingdom. I'm building the kingdom of God. And if I have to stand at a door and wave people in, then I'm going to stand at a door and wave people in. If I got to go change the coffee, I got to change the coffee because some of you without coffee, you can't see the glory of God. All right. And if I have to, if I have to fix this, have to be with the kids, if I have to clean the toilet, I'm not doing it unto me. I'm doing it unto God because I don't serve my kingdom. I serve the kingdom of God. And if God puts me at a church like Axios to serve his kingdom, I'm going to do it wholeheartedly not because i have to because i get to what if we have a, a generation of people that say man i get to do this i don't have to do it no you don't there's no gun to your head here we don't we don't have you handcuffed there's not a room that we put you until next sunday but when you have a mindset i get to do this you wake up on a sunday hey i get to wake up at eight o'clock and service people Man, I get to wake up and go worship with my, with, my, with my church. I get to, I get to, I get to get to the point where you get to and not have to, and that's serving his kingdom. Let me give you a couple verses, and, I, and I'll get out of here, out of, out of your way. It says this in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. It says, as each has received the gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's various grace. There's a word in there. It's called steward. What does steward mean? It's to nurture something. It's to, it's to make sure that you take care of something. So in this verse is saying, God has given you a talent and ability. Each and everyone has different talent and ability. Some of us like photography. Some of us like to go crazy and, and jump around with kids ministry. Some of like that computer. God has given us different talents and abilities. He says, use it for his kingdom and steward it well. He says, use that thing and use it well for his kingdom. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, it says, For you are called um, to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. See, God's kingdom is all about serving. I mean, from the beginning, he got some disciples around him and said, Hey, let's serve this people. Let's reach out to these people. Let's, let's change the world. 
what if we can put our differences aside, put our, our issues aside and say, hey, let's serve God's people. Let's serve and let's do it together. It's our privilege. It's a privilege. And while you serve his house, he's going to serve your house. It says when you serve his house, there's a favor. There's a blessing. There is a, there is a benefit attached to your service because you don't have to do it, but you choose. He didn't have to do the cross. He didn't have to get his butt kicked. But he got to do it. And a matter of fact, in the garden, he says, let not my will, let your will be done. He said, this is going to hurt. It's not going to be appealing. But I'm going to serve your people. So here's the challenge. Where are areas that you can start using your talents and abilities to serve God's people? You ain't serving me. I'm not that special. Don't do it for somebody you know. Do it for yourself. And knowing that I get to be a part of something bigger than me. I get to be a part of the kingdom of God. So what are areas? There's multiple areas to serve here at Axios Church. I mean, multiple areas. Get with one of our uh, staff members. Get one of our... Get, let's get going on this thing because you're not only, you're not, you're, you're only going to benefit yourself because favor is going to be upon your life. And we serve God's people together. As I close, those are some of our mission and our values. And if you haven't um, heard uh, 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 the other values that we went through, you can go on our YouTube channel and look at those. And we got next week is our last two values that we're going to be talking about. And I'm excited about next month's series. It's going to be amazing. But as, as next week, as we end all of this, I want us to reevaluate again. What's your personal mission for your life? What's your core values that you hold true to? And make sure they're godly values and not your values. That means you pray about it. You seek God about it. And you live on that thing. And here's the thing. A lot of people, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made in the world. Young people, let me help you. When you live on mission and values, whatever decisions that doesn't align with those mission and values, guess what? You don't have to do. Because you're living on mission. You're living on values. And we need values in our world again. We need some standards in our world again. We, we need that. We need accountability in our world again. See, it brings spiritual health to live life generously and live life in service because it strips me away and puts us in the midst of it. It wasn't a hassle for Jesus to serve his people because he was a generous God, even though there was opportunities that probably could irritate him and say, guess what? I don't want to serve you but he did it in a way that models for us a life of service, a life of generosity. And if we're supposed to be Christians, which that means Christ followers, that means we need to follow what Christ did. And it only comes by his word. And he lived a generous and he lived life on values and mission.
as I challenge you, if you don't have one of those cards, get one of those cards. We want you to really challenge yourself to, to think of a values and think of missions of that we can live by in your personal life as well as we operate in the mission and the values that God has given us here at Axios Church. Amen? Come on, let's give it up for Jesus today. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.